You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for On The Go. So what is something that you thought was true, only to find out it wasn't? Oh, I would say that having a swimming pool I thought was going to be fun and exciting. <laughs> it turned out to not be that at all. What make you think a thing like that? <laughs> As homeowners. We bought the house. It had a pool. That was like a huge win. And now it, and it turned into a swamp. So I thought it was going to be one way, but it's. Not. Yeah, that's another story for another time. Gee whiz, way to bring that up. Okay, not quite what I was going for. Look, what's something that you recently learned that was different than what you always thought? Well, um, you ever been to a bullfight? I have not. Yeah, neither have I. But, you know. I know they hate the color red, though, right? That's what I thought. Like, okay, this bull hates red. There's the matador. Always with the red cape and the bull charges the red and he's wearing red and it makes him mad. Not the case. In fact, we have been misled our entire lives. Bulls can't even see red. They're colorblind to red. So they just hit hate the goober that's standing there. <laughs> Actually has nothing to do with the man. It's the waving of the cape, the it motion. It does have everything to do with the man, waving the cape. The goober standing yeah. there waving the cake. <laughs> but it's the, it's the motion, not the color, right? Right. And so I found out they actually proved this on Mythbusters. And they did the whole thing. They held up different colors. It made no difference. Mm. In fact, red was the last one he would pick. And then they even put goobers out there, one in red, one in yellow, one in blue or whatever. And the bull went after the men that were moving while the red guy stood still. Mm. And so... Um, so it doesn't matter if you're waving your white flag... He's going to come for you anyway. If you're moving. So when you get in a bullfight next time, just stand still. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'll try that. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> Is there something you learned? Yeah, of course. So you know the boiling frog theory. Yeah. So if you put a, a frog in hot water, he's going to jump out. But if you put him in water and let it gradually warm up, you know, he's going to cook to death, right? Yeah. It makes sense, and okay. it sounds really good for parallel, and it's probably something we'll use in the future if we haven't already. I have our, used yeah. it in my teachings before. You were wrong. <laughs> so if you throw a frog in boiling water, he's going to cook. <laughs> he won't jump. He's not going to jump out. So, But if you put him in cool water and gradually heat it up, he's probably going to jump out as he realizes, I'm in a spot I don't want to be. <laughs> it will, yeah, actually, um, I do believe that because when sometimes frogs would jump in the pool and, and I'd, I'd go and they would try to get out. They're trying to get out of the pool. So mm -hmm. they didn't want to be in there. So I can imagine that if they started to feel that pool heat up, they would try to get out. But you're saying if it's boiling already and you throw the frog in there, it's it toast. Makes sense, right? As long as it's a pretty deep pot, I think he would just, like, two seconds and be cooked. Yeah, don't try that at home. Yeah. <laughs> Unless... It's just kind of sad now. Yeah. Sorry. Well, <laughs> there's a spiritual parallel to this, though. The frogs! Because there's... So yeah, the, the uh, plague of the right? frogs. Um, but there's all sorts of scriptures, and I think we all know some, that 
have become such staples that we use and don't even think about the context anymore to where it actually just forms a preconception in our mind. Right. Um, almost like thinking that the fruit that Eve ate was an apple. Everybody would say, ah, it was an apple, but the scripture doesn't tell you. Right. It's something that we, we made up. But then there are certain verses that, you know, we read and we don't make up, but we read them a certain way. And, you know, just like the story of the bull with the, the color red, it's something that um, we thought it was one way for so long. It really catches you off guard when you realize, hang on, that's not at all the way it was intended. And that's not at all. Maybe, maybe even true. Yeah, like, well, one that comes to my mind that I hear commonly used is Romans 8.28. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll read it here. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And it's so easy for us to just kind of make that scripture about us and to say that, hey, God's, it's all going to work mm-hmm. for good. Right. The problem is, is we look at it in our sense of what's good, what's good for me, where right. it, it's about glory for God. And we're, we're going to go through pain. We're going to go through the tough times, but God will, God's one of God's specialties. And we've personally experienced this is God taking a bad situation and turning it around for good, mm-hmm. but it's his good, his glory. Um, not to say that that's not good for us. Sure. It yeah. is good for us, in but a it painful may, way and it can be. Yeah. yeah. But it may not be the good that we had in mind. Um, sure. And some people um, drop the word my in there as well. They add to mm-hmm. it. Um, whereas King James says, work together for good. And some people will say, work together for my good. Yeah. And goes along the same lines. So that brings me to Paul and um, talking about, you know, people who go through trials and tribulations and tough times. It makes me think of Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, which is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that, you know, that that's good. And it's a really encouraging verse that we often take in, in tough times. Yeah, and, it helps me get one more time. rep on the bench press. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but when you really take this in context, this is um, Paul's letter to the Philippians. And he's, you know, he's in prison. He's gone through a lot. The way we often interpret, we can do all things through Christ tends to be more of a positive note. Like, I can accomplish anything. You know, I can do anything. You can run that marathon. Yeah, in a very positive way. And, you know, while I'm not saying that that's not true, because, of course, all things through Christ, he is capable. Take it from Paul's perspective, because he's the one writing this. And in the verses prior to, it says, Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatsoever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I think that what's important to remember is that whatever the verse is, the one you read, the one I read, it's all still about giving glory to God. And that's, that's where the focus becomes. It's like... Yes, we kind of use those verses as as like a cheerleader verse for us to give us inspiration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One thing that I wanted to to just draw attention to is the verse 
doesn't say I can do great things mm. through Christ. Right. It says I can do all things or I can go through anything. Take it in context to that. You know, he's he's in a really um mm. whew, I mean, goodness, you want to talk about all things. I think Paul probably went through all things if you want to say. Yeah. You know, he had a really interesting life when we say that i can do all things through christ it's the how it's done Hmm. through christ so you're saying that we often use that verse for like positive feel good times with this inspiration but really it's in the dark hard times that paul's also using that verse and he's saying i can do all things even though i'm in pain even though I'm in suffering, exactly. Even though I'm depressed and stressed and burdened, like I can do all things through Christ. Yeah, I think a lot of times we take the first part and say all things. Like mm-hmm. I can do all things. Well, if we cancel out that and we just say through Christ, focus on the through Christ. It's not about mm-hmm. the all things. It's about through Christ. Amen. So next time you're faced with hearing something you've always heard, question it and see if that really makes sense, if that's how it's meant to be or if there's something else. Yeah, look at the context. And then uh, also, too, just remember, we know that verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've heard it a gazillion times. And so, but I, I don't think I ever really think of that verse in the dark times when you're down. Like, I, mm-hmm. I usually think of it in the good times um, or like, like you said, a motivational thing. So, you know, for those people that are really going through something right now, um, that is a verse you can grab onto just like that's what Paul penned it down for. That's right. So things might not always be as they seem. Like a bull after the color red. (laughs) 